Cat got your tongue? How do you do? Howdy do, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of Your Mumbling, Michael Moses. Today, I got another guest. We traveled again. We went all the way to Brantford, Ontario, home of Wayne Gretzky, Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. Heard of him? Huh? Yes, Wayne Gretzky, Alexander Graham Bell. My guest, Stephen Jirdat, went over, set up a nice little studio, set up there quick, and we got rocking. Uh, talking about so many things that uh, I'm going to reflect on later. But Jaredad is a fellow comic. We started around the same time. Uh, he's always been one to talk. Very nice gentleman. Uh, when I met him, he was party guy. And now he is sober. And we get into all of that. And we talk. And so without any more mumbling, this is my conversation with Steven Jirdat about how he talks to the world. Man, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I was ex I told you before, but I'm excited because there's things I want to talk about. This is uh, things I want to bring up when I started thinking about you <laughs> and how I've seen you in the world, working, talking. There's three things I want to go off and then we'll just go. Right. But I want to start off with this, your confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. what we know and what many people know, but if you don't know, you got that big dick, right? <laughs> you got that big dick. We know it's bigger than my dick. We, 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 you know, we hooked up with the same girl. She might have said that. You know, you, you made fun of me for it, but we know you got that big dick. Is that big dick energy, big dick confidence? Because like, I feel you're a confident guy. I don't know. How do you feel about your confidence? Going on to world social situations, talking to people, and know. is that big dick energy? You do. do you, I don't know if it's big dick energy because when I was, a, I, I'm not circumcised, right? So when I was a kid, I hated it because everyone else was circumcised, uh, so I hated my dick. Okay. You know what I mean, I grew up right. with shame, my foreskin shame. You had shame for your, yeah. oh shit. But then I think it was more when I started doing stand up, just like everyone else, right. I started to kind of get laid. Right. Oh, that's then, you didn't. Get I mean, you got a little bit before, right? A little bit. Okay. But I was doing it was funny, but I didn't knew, know that being funny could be right. so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On stage, mm -hmm. people looking, yeah. And then running a show locally where I'm from, where all right. my friends are at, was like... Was yeah, so you had people come in, girls yeah, started, and were talking lived, about you. Because remember, we had the show at the station, mm -hmm. and then a block down, there was two doors down, which was the bar. Yeah that I would sometimes work at yeah. and we'd always party there and then I lived right beside it, remember? Right. So <laughs> Yeah, like, easy. Go do a show, get wasted, and then It was the triangle, the Bermuda's perfect, triangle perfect. of perfect, yeah. you know, like boom, girls come see me laugh here. What we doing after? Here. Where you live, right here. Easy. So that helped with your confidence a lot, you think that Big time. those Big time. those couple of years there for sure. Yeah, and like alcohol. Right, so then going into my second thing, you know, you are a recovering alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I have this because I've been looking at other people who are in recovery that they have the gift of gab. Like every ex-addict, I feel, has this gift of gab. And yeah, go on that. It's because you have to talk your way out of a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's yeah. It. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Like, you look yeah. at... If you look at addicts, not just alcoholics, but addicts in general, it's like they are so um, good at just figuring shit out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They um, have a problem. Yeah, they, they have can. a problem. They can fucking figure it out. Like, Because pressure's on them when they have yeah, a problem. Because, yeah, because like, I know guys, I've, I've never been addicted to anything other than booze, but like heroin addicts and shit like that. If you don't get your fucking score, you're gonna go into withdrawal, which is fucking horrible, right? right. So they're, other than crime, they're like they they got some sneaky ways of doing shit, and sometimes it's just talking to the right people. Right. I used to be able to go to a bar with no money in my pocket. Yeah. And I could scope out the right. You scope out like a lonely guy. Okay, you know what how to pinpoint? How yeah. would go through that? What what would you, so you pinpoint so on you a? See, there's characteristics. Yeah, yeah, I want to. See a guy who's just kind of drinking by himself, okay, right? Yeah. And you sit next to that guy. Oh, okay. And then 
this sounds so bad. No, and no matter how sketchy this guy is. Yeah, because this is the thing, is I would never do this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's we've like grown. When you're, when you're an alcoholic, you're desperate, right? right? It's like, I'm not just doing it to get drunk. I'm doing it because if I don't, I'm going to go through withdrawal, and it's horrible, right? Right. So you find somebody, you know, he's by himself, drinking by himself. You know, you can tell it a little socially awkward, maybe. Yeah. And then you, just, you know, you use that gift to gab and you chat with them. And then yeah. they usually go, why, why don't you have a drink? And like, I'm broke, but I still wanted to come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. And then, Let me get you a drink. Right. Like, Are you sure? Like, right. Play it off like, no. Right, right, right. And then, and then it's off to the race. Then, and then you can do that all. Like, I, yeah, I, could, I could get wasted. And then oftentimes, I mean, when I was hitchhiking across Canada, yeah. Um, I need places to crash all the time. Right. And I could just like meet somebody that night and just become friends with them instantly. Talk to them. And yeah. Then I got a place to crash for a few nights. Yeah, I, I like that, man. I, there's somebody I forget. He has a like a book on this. I totally forget the name. I forget everything. But I heard the story on a podcast I was listening to. Yeah, he traveled across the world, flew in that night, went to a club, started talking to you. Just talk to people. And then, you know, end up like, they're like, oh, you need a place to stay? And he stayed at a place. But they, these people were, and these people ended up being loaded. They had like, an, yeah. there was like a mansion he went back to. So. Yeah, that's like, I went, one time I was in Kelowna yeah. and um, I was out at some bar yeah. and uh, I was doing like, uh, I think I was probably doing a show that night. And then um, I go out and I see this guy that I worked on a vineyard with. Oh, okay, yeah, from, yeah. He's from Germany. Oh, okay. And he's like, Steve, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what's up, man? And yeah. then we ended up moving from Kelowna to Jasper together. And we ended up moved, being roommates. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Just weird shit like that would happen all the time, yeah. right? And like, I didn't even remember his name. Like, he knew I me. Knew me. He was like, hey. Steve. And then boom, you're like, yeah, there's yeah, my yeah. mark. I, yeah. yeah, but like at that point, I wasn't like, I wasn't using him for no. anything. It was just like, it was like that friendship, just like boom. boom. Like, so right. We're both in the situa same situation. We're trying to, like, I don't know. Figure it out here. He's from Germany. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just traveling the country, right? Yeah. He's back in Germany now. Shout out Fabian. Okay, you yeah. remember his name? <laughs> yeah, shout out. That's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I like that. And then, so. Yeah, I guess all that helps. So now, uh, I guess any fear or doubt going up to people and talking to people after, like, what about, well, how are you now? I think you know, always, like, everyone yeah. has fear. Yeah. But, but, like, I mean, yeah, for myself, it's like right now I'm in school and everything's online and you have right. oral presentations all right. like, on Zoom. Right. And, like, I always clam up at the beginning and yeah. then, like, I can bullshit my way through the whole thing. Right. As long as I've got, like, a few of those points down, I'm like, I can ramble on. Off a bullet point for like two minutes. Oh, okay. Stand up helps. That yeah, way. for it's sure. Like, it's doing crowd work. Right. Yeah. Let's go on that. The the bullshitting because right. I'm sure. Did you get that a lot? Like this guy's a good bullshitter. I mean, or well, I grew up with seven siblings, right? Oh, so okay. Six siblings, seven including seven kids, including myself. Right. So, um, just kind of like talking, shit talking. Right. Each other was like a big thing. Right. Growing up, and then, um. Yeah, and then just school, like, we were poor, so, like, I didn't have, like, the cool clothes, right. I didn't have money, so it was, like, right. bullies, it was, like, my weapon was, like, my worst. Right, against the bullies coming right. at you for your and clothes, yeah. And then it yeah. was, like, now, now everyone's laughing at the bully. Right. Because they're, like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, fuck you, you good. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, you get beat up for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got beat up no. for it, no. Good, good, good. Yeah. No, uh, okay, good. Uh, so then, the third, I want to... <laughs> just how you uh, approach your life. So you have Tourette's, but it's not the Tourette's people explain. So notice, you know, we're comedians, but I, even to myself, do you want to explain the type yeah. of Tourette's you so, have and then go into how you feel that affects you in the world and just getting in front of it, you know, yeah, especially so, in your comedy. So most, and most people think Tourette's, they think verbal tics, right. Right? like vocal, like yeah. screaming, yelling, swearing, whatever. Right. Which is like maybe I think it's like five percent of people have tried to actually have verbal tics. Right. But like that's the fucking fun kind of yeah. Like YouTube videos, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then, but the most common thing is physical tics. Right. Like I have physical tics. Like right. Just movement, like just constantly moving. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And so it's 
it's fucking annoying. Right. That's the first thing. Yeah. It's more of a inconvenience than anything, right? Right. So um, you don't look at it. Yeah. How did you get in front of it to I don't know how, to maybe help it help you or not? You know, I had a doctor tell me once yeah. that it was the best advice ever. He was like, "Don't worry about why you have it." He's like, "Cause it's not going away." You know uh, what I mean? So I never like ruminated about oh, why did this happened to me. What like what happened or like. Um, like what's the quickest, easiest fix? Because it's really just learning to. It's one of those things where you just have to learn to live, live with it. it. Right. It's like if you're right. fucking, if you're diabetic, it's like you gotta take your insulin. Right. Make sure you're fucking not eating too much sugar, shit like that. Right. So it's just learning to live with the shit that you have. Right. Just like just right. like anything, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's ah, uh, that's interesting. So then it's the same as alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. The same as not drinking. You right? learn to live. Right. It's a lot harder. Yeah. 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 It's a lot harder. Right, but yeah. like. For me, it's like, you know, you find things like triggers and stuff. Like, I'm fine being around people who drink. Right. Um, but, like, for myself, I know that a trigger is just, like, I get um, kind of cocky. Right, um, yeah. I can do it. I'm normal. Oh, okay. In my head, I'm like, I can have just a few. Because oh, I've okay. never had long-term sobriety. Right. I've had, like, a year and a half, two years, and then I have a drink. Right. Like a year, and then I'll have a drink. Six months. Right. And it never ends well. So it's like I have to keep, my brain has to keep. Humbling yourself. Yeah, somehow. it's humbling yourself. Yeah, yeah. Reminding yourself, like, hey, guess what? You're a fucking idiot. You can't <laughs> right. do this. Safely. Right. Like, no matter how much you love. And it's not even that I like drinking or getting drunk. It's right. more I, I want to be, be normal. I want to have that glass of wine. If, if people are doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, uh, at the cottage, like, everyone's getting wasted playing drinking games. It's like. The the, the lustrous white cottage. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's but it's just something that takes time where it's like you just learn to be okay with it. Right, right. right. Like I do AA. Some people do, some people don't. And you see a lot of men and women who've been in AA for like 30, 40 years. And I've asked them like, when does that happen? And they're like, it takes a long fucking time. Right. Like, I, or some guys are like, it doesn't go away. Like, yeah. You always feel like damn like why does he get to do that but i don't right this isn't fucking fair right it's okay to feel that way yeah it's like it's it's a disease you're allowed to be a little pissed off you get dealt a shitty card man yeah yeah yeah. you're allowed a little bit yeah Yeah. you're allowed to have a little bit of resentment yeah yeah for sure you believe in god yeah has has that uh, a little bit has you think that has that affected any of relationships you've had or could have had having that resentment yeah um, booze has fucked up a lot of relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, booze will always fuck up. But it's also yeah. gotten me into, into a lot of relationships <laughs> at the same time. And you know, yeah, then the booze is what's yeah. yeah the most it. recent one is the girl I'm dating now, no. and it's uh, this is a wild story. I haven't talked about it because it's been so recent. So I realized. Uh-huh. Well, like, thanks for giving it to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you more, are, I don't I'm know if you're about to. Yeah. About it. Yeah, so, um. Two, two and a half, three months ago, yeah. I was like, I don't know, I think I was like eight or nine months sober, right? right. Doing great. Yeah. And uh, I meet this chick on Bumble, and uh, she's like, uh, she's like, at my cottage in Tobermory. Right. Says, Do you want to come down? Man, I've been looking at Tobermory. There's been it's videos, gorgeous. TikToks, and everything right. at Tobermory. I'm like, yo, I got to get up to yeah. Tobermory. Yeah, it looks great. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. So she's like, I'm here by myself. Like, I'm just hanging out she's like you can come up if you want to okay we've never met before really no got your, and you got your bumble up to Tobamar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you got that no yeah. no no she lives in well uh, okay and we had just been shooting each other uh, okay so we were planning on meeting up when she came back and right. she was like if you want you can come up and i was like fuck i got nothing going on yeah so um i got got packed my car up drove yeah. up and um halfway there an itch started in my brain. Okay. And I was like, Ugh. oh no. So then I got there and uh, I had some drinks, and then she was like, I thought you didn't drink, and I was like, ah. that and itch. I was like, I was like, I drink sometimes. You're right. Ugh. So then it gets worse though. Cause and she's so, not up there holding you accountable. Like she doesn't, so she doesn't know, know the story. She doesn't know yeah. the whole. She does the first time she's meeting me. Mm-hmm. So she she's she's. Like, Oh, this is okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he says it's okay, it must be okay, right? right. Like I was pulling wool over yeah. her eyes. Yes. 
and you was uh, bullshit. And so um, what ended up happening was I uh, I drank that whole weekend a oh, lot. Oh, we had okay. a great time. <laughs> right. Get me wrong. We had right. a great time. Because you you seen me drunk back when I did drink. Yeah. And I, I wasn't. Just a fun time. time. Yeah. No. Time. Yeah. I just, just I just didn't know how to turn the party off. Off. Right. Yeah. yeah so so boom. It started on the weekend. It's going the weekend. Yeah. 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 Every day. So what happened was the last day. We're packing everything up, and like I got that alcoholic itch. Yeah. So I, I, I still got booze in my system from the night before, and I hop in the car to go home. Right. And um, and I start getting handshakes oh, and all okay. that. Yeah, and yeah. So then I, I start, I have a couple of drinks while I'm driving. Oh shit. So then I get pulled over. Right. Or no, I didn't even get pulled over. I pulled my car over, and a cop pulled up behind mm-hmm. me. And I got arrested. Oh fuck! And uh, yeah, so I'm right now. I'm I had court on Tuesday. I didn't have to go. I right. I'm a smart guy. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, <laughs> so, you know, you've known in, enough. You're like I'm a little. So older, I yeah. got a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and like I'm laughing about this, but like it, I take it very no. seriously. Like I didn't like it's dangerous. I would never yeah. do that in my right mind. Right. Driving is terrible. Yeah. And I would never condone it. Yeah. Especially like. I, like like I'm not making any excuses or trying to laugh about it too much but right. like um, it's just like it was fucked yeah 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 and that's yeah. the thing is like yeah. I uh I never really had many consequences to my drinking right right because I was just a fun drunk right in town getting, you, were, in you town, were you were right? walking home walking <laughs> yeah so I was never getting in shit I was never fighting people oh, I was right. never getting in trouble I've never had been arrested my entire life it was right a fucking weird experience man. yes a weird experience yeah and um as so, a white guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man that's what i said to people i was like man i was like i was like if i was black <laughs> yeah I, dead. yeah <laughs> drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking, Paul, but, why are you on the side of the road that's, up there in tobamore <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 cottage like, country yeah, what you doing around here that's that's yeah. a thing i'm i'm glad about is like uh at least where I was driving was country roads. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's something I definitely feel uh, guilt about and stuff. But right. Like, it's something I need to move forward with. Right. But that's like the heaviest but, but consequence. That, that was the heaviest consequence I've ever had. But then, so this is the thing. Okay. So I'm like, I'm in jail. <laughs> Literally in jail. Right. Fucking just like, oh my God, this is fucking insane. And the girl comes to pick me up from jail because they've impounded my car. You called her? They called her. They were like, oh, they need a contact, yes. And I was like, ah, uh, you can call her. Like, I, get, I don't know why, oh. but my brain went to her. Right. Because like my parents or a sibling or someone. someone. They were too far. I went far. to her because yeah. she was close. Right. Because she, she, we were, man, I was only like 20 minutes from getting to her place. And that's what ah. yeah. <laughs> <I was> so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> So yeah. she came, picked me up, and she drove me all the way back to Brantford. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a, over. That's an awkward drive, right? Worst. The worst. So quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so then um, I go immediately, I go into a detox facility right. to get my head straight. Yeah. I get sober. I've been sober for two months now. Okay, good. Um, I, I get back to my AA and bullshit mm-hmm. like that. And then her and I started texting again. She's like, you're not a bad guy. Oh, really? No. She's like, you're not a bad guy. She's like, I had a great time with you at the cottage. Yeah. Until you were a fucking idiot. And fucking. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you could have told me that you weren't good to drive. And I would have, like, we would have figured waited. it out. Waited. Yeah, waited, waited some waited, hours. Whatever. Just yeah. Figure, we would have figured it out. Yeah. I was like, I know, but, like, your ego gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. I could do it. Like, I can do it. I'll be fine. And you're feeling bad, like, because the weekend's over, and you're like, man, I got to get out of here, right? Like, I just, mm-hmm. so you, now you're driving, and you're feeling that itch, and a lot of it might be guilt, too. Guilt, shame, and shame and then everything, and, and then you're like, ah, and you're shaking like a leaf, and then, and then the anxiety kicks in. Anxiety. Like, I already, I have and then a bit ding, of dri- I, have I a got bit some of dri- two beers in I the back. I got a bit yeah. of driving anxiety, too. Oh, right? really? So driving on those old highways, everyone's like, and was this at night? This was during the day. Oh, okay. But it was just like, yeah, I was just starting to get that little driving anxiety. Right. Um, like, I, I was calling people, too, just to keep my mind off of it, mm-hmm, like, to keep mm-hmm. myself alert. Right. Um, so I, I was on the phone with Manol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know somebody would cop yeah, you pick and up. He yeah. couldn't tell I was wasted right. or drunk or anything. 
because um, he he told me he's like if I could tell you were drunk he's like I would have told you to pull the fuck over right came came and got you or something yes and also do anything yeah like that. absolutely and uh, but yeah so anyways I I'm still dating her that's crazy so so that's like that's somebody there for you I don't know like so this guy like did you talk about the awkward car ride that was our first date <laughs> yeah that was your first date that was our first date so yeah. the thing is is like we got that shit out of the way quick <laughs> right she knows your problem now she knows, she knows. Now she knows if I ever go like I can have one she's, she's like, like no, no you can't, can't. can't. <laughs> right she'll take care of you she's yeah. like I've seen what happens after yeah I ain't driving another yeah, yeah, one yeah. two hours yeah, two and a half hours man yeah I was in an OPP station in a town of every right yeah 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 and no coat cold yeah man jail cells are cold it was a cement they're cold man and if you don't have a coat you're just yeah brutal brutal and i had to beg for water and they're like yeah it was weird man. yeah, was yeah. Like, you don't want to you don't want to be in there yeah yeah for sure and then you realize the people you in there with yeah are right. real criminals right and i'm like i'm a good guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i remember uh man like i got my DUI at 19 and they put like you know and i like ran from the cops too oh, so they wow. jumped out the car like i tried to go home boom and they put me in the back and i remember getting that jail cell just and i just cold just freezing they i think they I had a sweater but for whatever reason they you know the whole don't let them in there so they gave yeah. me back my sweater and i was just and just wasted so i'm just i was right. there for hours yeah too. like they took forever and that's the thing is like everyone was messaging me right and especially the girl right she was like where the fuck, fuck are, are you? you right what the fuck's going on right and i was like like, I couldn't respond, so then they, they, and then the weird thing was, they unlocked my phone, right? and they went through it. Oh, so they see the messages from her. Yeah, which was, like, clearly a violation, because <laughs> yeah. like, he, yeah. he goes, come That's to, he, he goes, come to the front of the, the cell, and I go like this, and yeah. he just holds my phone up to my face, and it all I'm just not what the, <laughs> the face ID, right? Uh, he just I, went like that. Uh, I thought somehow they unlocked it. That's what cops so do he, when they put people in the so cell. They so just, just start. Like, Come here. Yeah. Okay. Really? <laughs> I was like, what the uh, fuck? I started just playing your games and shit. Yeah, man. Scrolling so, through your text. Um, so then, yeah, he called her from, from my phone. And right. She came and got me. And that, yeah, that, I mean, I think I, I remember trying to crack one joke. On the ride. Yeah, it was yeah. like a two-hour drive. You're right. So Awkward. It was pretty silent. Yeah. I apologized a lot. Yeah. Um, but then I tried to crack like one joke to lighten the mood. And yeah. She just went no. No. She, <laughs> she went, went no. Not to, to the mood. Yeah. Because she was like, so she was up there in Tobermore. She drove you back. Did she go back up? Then no, she went back to Guelph. Yeah, she went back to she Guelph. To oh damn. Guelph, yeah. Oh wow. But then you just she just checked up on you and whatnot. Yeah, I so. followed up when I because when, once I got a level head. Right. And like, you know, I went to detox for three days or four days, whatever it was. Right. And I got back here, got to my place. Um, I was like, man, I got to fucking clearly apologize. Right. And like really let her know how right. sorry I really am. Right. And not just her, but like so many people. And like right. apologize. Like I, I made a public Instagram thing right. apologizing. People, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I, I'm sorry. I saw that, yeah. It's not something that I would ever, never right. thought I would ever do. Right. Driving. Right. And, uh, but I thought she deserved a, a real apology. apology. And, uh, she was sweet enough to be like, you know, she understood that alcoholism is a disease. And yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm not a bad guy. Just yeah. Yeah. Steak kind of thing. Yeah. So God bless her soul for being such a sweetheart. Cause most people have been like, fuck. Yeah, that. absolutely. That fuck. So then that is that new. Cause like kind of mentioned it, but like you, getting in like with some of the girls some of the girls i seen like you get some fire girls some fire uh you know girls on yeah. that on that big yeah. penis you know <laughs> you get some fire but so then like and and have they been a part of that life the party and oh, then, yeah. but this one this is one that like did it but she didn't know but then like to carry you so now the relationship like I think when she I knows think that when you, you guys get together it's not doing that now, she's closer to my age usually right you go you go a little younger yeah 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 frosh week girls all right all right so like this girl is close to my age she's got a career right yeah 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 she's traveled the world right she's 
she knows what she wants. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when we hang out, we go play tennis and go golfing. It's okay. just so white. Yeah, yeah. You got your shorts, shorts <laughs> yeah, up to yeah, here. Yeah. You got the we white socks, the headband. To go to the college, yeah. and I'm like, even I feel super white. Yeah, today. yeah. because like, I grew up like with immigrant parents, so like yeah. I don't feel super. Yeah, you're not supposed to have memberships to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it's good. It's healthy, and then uh, but uh, yeah, all not all my. Pretty, all my older relationships are pretty fucked. Right. Um, yeah, a girl I dated out west. Um, they just evolved around that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Even though, like the the second time I dated this one chick out west, yeah. I dated her twice. Right. So I dated her while I was drinking. Okay. I lived in Victoria. Yeah. And then I dated her two years later after I got sober. Right. But she was still a party animal. Okay. And so that that started some conflict. Yes. I was like, I'm not down. Like, like I was like, I think I told her it's never great to start a relationship with an ultimatum. No. So I was like, I think I remember saying like, I was like, I'm cool with you getting wasted because whatever. Yeah. You're fucking 24. Go get wasted. You got yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't like this was during a lot of those uh, fentanyl crisis shit. Right. Yeah. So I was especially in Vancouver, right? So I was like, I don't want you doing blow. Right. I was like, that's no off blow. the table. Mm. And um, and then uh, she went to Vegas for a week. Okay. Actually, this is a fucked up story. So she went to <laughs> Vegas for a week, and um, not only did she go to Vegas, right. but her best friend at the time was a um, escort. Okay. okay. And they went to Vegas together. They went to Vegas together. Guess who paid for it? <laughs> the friend. One of the Johns. One of, oh, one of the one Johns. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys. The guy, yeah. That she yeah. with for money. Yeah, one of the, yeah. So. Pay for her and then. Pay, pay and, for oh, my I'm, girlfriend. I'm going to bring Vegas. a friend and then bring. So you can friend. see where I'm a little skeptical oh, about for, my girlfriend going to Vegas. Yeah. Staying in a suite with some millionaire John. old man. Yeah. That's you, paying. You know I mean? So I'm like, I finally get on board. I'm like, you know what? You made this trip, these plans for this trip before we were back together yeah. i guess i'm cool with it just like don't do anything i trust you blah yeah, blah, blah yeah and then i guess like six months after it came out, right. she was like yeah i did explode whatever yeah like, yeah like, really? of course I was, like, I was like why did you lie i was like if you would have come home and been like steve right. i was in vegas i did blow right. i'm sorry i did it right i would have been like yeah I figured <laughs> it's vegas but yeah the fact that you lied for six e months, months about yeah it, i was like I don't believe you about anything. Right, like, right, like yeah. Because when you get back and boom, that first month goes by, I didn't tell them, you know, what else could you be doing yeah, on those nights yeah. out? Yeah, so many different things, right? right? So then, it's great. So then, are you pretty, like, how is your communication in relationships? You pretty, you voice how you feel it, what you want, now you do? Like, yeah, uh, actually, how I really recently? Like, my therapist yesterday, you right. do just phone call ones now. Yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah. And we were talking about that yesterday. Like this girl I'm I'm dating right now is yeah. like we um she said she appreciates how vulnerable I am. Okay. Because like you putting I, it out there. But that like me man me a few years ago. It's all it's all not, under yeah. I, it's all shove it down. Yeah yeah. And then wait till it explodes. And I'm pissed uh, off. Uh, yeah. And then it just ruins the relationship. You're pissed up. I'm yeah. having a me day. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. texting you just first. Like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Your child. Yeah. Ten. And uh, but now it's like. Sometimes I question myself where I'm like, am I over communicating? Like, am I right. too much? If he, like when you did it, now like, you do. I'm, it I'm feels a, like. And the girl I'm dating right now, she's very much um, introverted. Okay. Quiet, keeps to herself. Okay. Um, but then, like with like between her and I, she's like tons of fun. Um, but yeah. Like, you know, in public. When you're going out, yeah, like yeah. That, she's yeah. Like, you chill. ain't playing no doubles tennis soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's very chill. Yeah. And uh, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm a guy who wears my heart on my sleeve. Right. Like, I'm always you chatting. You share it. I, like, I, like, and you're chatting. When when you're with, like, an introvert and then, like, you're out and, like, you're let's say you and you're talking to other people. Yeah. You start sharing stuff. And then she's like, because I know I was like that with my ex. She would be sharing stuff. I'm like, why are you sharing all that for? And yeah. it's not even that big of a deal. And that's boundaries. Yes. That's boundaries. Right. And boundaries are huge. Yes. Yeah, so right? you learn it. You... Like that's a big one. And yeah. 
boundaries and communication. You want yeah. a healthy relationship, boundaries and communication. communication. Yeah. And it's those are and they're so foreign to just people. Like you actually have to learn how to do it. Right. Like, I think I how you said a joke about it where I say like boundaries is a word that I learned when I was twenty seven. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I had to learn it in rehab. Yeah, and to relearn it. Yeah. And relearn it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's like everyone has different boundaries. Absolutely. Right? Like um like, I'm not afraid to tell stories about, like, my DUI, whatever. Like, right. anything. I'll share right. pretty much anything. Right. Let people know. Um, but some people, they like their privacy. Yes. Or, they don't want to share. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, or some people have issues communicating their boundaries. Right. Where I found, because I'm extroverted, yeah. it's like, I can almost get them to feel comfortable Around. opening up. Which is yeah, because you open up first. I open up first, and I right. tell them like, "Hey, look, it's okay to show." Yeah, hey, and here's like, yeah, I'm open up, and here's all this fucked up shit. Mm. If you would open up something you thought was fucked up, I'm probably not. A, so you, that's, so they don't, they feel like you're not gonna judge them. That's at all. another thing though that you gotta be careful of is uh, trauma bonding. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Go on that. Much, sharing too much too fast. Right, yeah, we then don't want that person. Like, yeah, I got fucking diddled when I was a kid. Yeah, all of them. Oh, you got diddled. I got diddled. <laughs> it's like we're in love. Yeah, like, right, you know and yeah, like relationships like, start there off like, trauma. That's yeah. If you're building your relationship off of like, um, off similar trauma, then it's like red flag. Yeah. It was like remember I dated that girl in Hamilton who was out also an alcoholic. Right. And then we relapsed together. Yeah. In Montreal. And Music festival. Oh, shit. Yeah. She stabbed me. <laughs> 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 yes. She stabbed me right there. Damn. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I never heard of trauma bonding before, before you yeah, said that. But that, no, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah. I mean, this would be a light form of trauma bonding because it wasn't like a, a, a huge thing in either of our lives that fucked us up beyond belief. Like, right. But the chick I'm seeing now is like, she was raised Catholic. Right. With immigrant parents. Her okay. parents are straight from Poland. Right, so like right. English oh, is Polish girl? Yeah, nice, English bro. is her second language. language. right. Like, she learned Polish before she learned English. Mm-hmm. But they're hardcore Catholics. Right. Same with my parents, right? Okay. So, like, we both bonded over the fact of, like, how fucked up the Catholic Church was. Right. Growing up with, like, our parents shoving that shit right. in our throats. Having to, like, lie to your parents about like, yeah i still go to church right After you move out yeah yeah. You're like, yeah yeah sunday Jesus, yeah. Jesus, yeah yeah i'm like, not i'm not hungover i'm, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. I'm up, i was up at eight which yeah. is so fucked that you have to lie to yeah. your parents yeah that you believe that you believe in something that maybe you do maybe you don't maybe right you like half believe right like i'm i'm a spiritual guy but i'm not like a religious guy if that yeah makes sense. so i'm like i tell my parents i'm like yeah i kind of i don't know i kind of like believe in something but i'm like it's definitely not what you, you believe in yeah like but like yeah but also i don't really care that much but it is kind of fucked up that's like um some people uh, i was actually talking i was at my parents today and my mom and i were talking about it it was like there's there's different branches of christianity where like i i dated a chick from regina saskatchewan where they're very christian Right. And like, like um, I can't. I don't know what branch of Christian, right. but like they they do this thing called like speaking in tongues, where like they say like the like the, the, the spirit takes takes over you, control their body, and right. they're like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, that's the devil. <laughs> that's yeah, a de- it's weird. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like, she grew up in a black church. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like her yeah. pastor was from Africa. Right. And shit. Yeah. And um, oh, the spirit takes a hold of you like, in black I church, man. I was like, what would happen if you told your parents you were gay? She was like, I would be shunned by not only my parents, but my whole community. Right. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And what's wild, because you know there's been people in that community that are gay. That yeah, knows. yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's for sure people who are gay. Yes. Who are just going to suppress that and yeah. suppress that and yeah. suppress that. Oh. And then they're just going to fuck dudes on grinder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna get married and make the yeah, you know, happy, happy and the marriage is gonna be shit and yeah. Like that I, yeah, that's gonna be a terrible life. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Like like imagine yeah, I don't know. Just I, I, just I, not I, wanting to disappoint your community and family and just not, you know, being raised like this boom over boom. something that you can't control. Right. Yeah, you were born Like imagine like, I was like my parents were like, You're an alcoholic 
And it's crazy because, like, you know, <laughs> like, like God created all of us, and, yeah, and, and then you're right. like, whoa, except oh, that, for except for, yeah, except for them. That's the choice, but God gave me the choice, you know, you know, yeah. So, yeah, but we could go. That's a totally different uh, yeah. podcast, or, religion. Uh, religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can, but can't, but. Yeah, no, that's uh, crazy. I'm just trying to get back the the Trumpon communication with the girlfriends, the people. How about uh, your like friends through all your stuff? Because you got some like childhood friends and stuff. Yeah, and, I still so have, how's the communication with you guys? I've had, I mean, I've had some tough, tough goes where it was like I, um, I, I had a tendency of being codependent. Right. And I, I always thought codependency was just something you could have with partner right? right like I rely too much on my girlfriend or whatever your right boyfriend your husband your wife but then I realized I was like man I am super codependent on like my childhood best friend right like, whenever I was like like feeling down or like um going through shit like I would call him but I never asked how he was doing right right never it never crossed my mind like he, hey maybe he's going through some shit too right, right. and it's not selfish it's more just like you, you're he, oblivious right and he was just like did and he, he live a life that like you well, kind of like felt a social worker so he's like right he's that giver so he's well, like he feels good doing it right but at the same time he's exhausting himself right and like he's married and stuff now so like there's been boundaries have been set right there. right and now it's like you know we're we're were great but right like for a little while it was like a little turbulent relationship yeah. um but yeah i think just navigating any relationship can be difficult especially right it, now that we're getting older too it's like, yeah um you know also i don't want to be around my friends all the time <laughs> right like, like i yeah. used to have like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I, if i if there was a show on even if i wasn't on it i'd be like i gotta be Go! I, I want to be because who people are gonna be there? Yeah, people are gonna be Fear there. missing I, out. I'm gonna miss out on a conversation. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but now I'm just like fuck. I want to just sit at home, oh, right? Fucking like just write some new jokes or watch. Chill, TV, relax. Yeah. Do take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Take care of myself. Yeah. But um, yeah. Some yeah. Some uh, um, Manolas, me and him. Like when I lived out west, Manolis and I probably weekly we we would talk on the phone for nice. four or five hours. I think that's good. Yeah, long phone calls. Yeah, about nothing. Right, and but you, it feels good because we're both kind of just talking about like shit that we're just like, oh my God, I just needed to talk about this. Right, and it's just helpful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, and Manolis and I are both kind of that same like social guy. Right, right. so it's like. We, that's why we talked for five hours on the phone, like right. two high school right. girls. And then, yeah, and then when you went into those phone calls, did you, you didn't even feel like it was going to be that long. You thought maybe it was going to be like Our 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then. We still have then, those phone calls, and he just lives in Hamilton. Yeah, and then they just go. It's like, I will call him, and he'll just be like, hey, dude, what's up? And I'll be like, not much, man, what are you saying? Right. And he'll be like, nothing, and he's like, everything cool? Like, are you right. okay? He always says that, are you right. okay? Yeah. Like, Let me just ask you this, and I'll ask you one final question, just because I do got to go. Uh, but the uh, when uh, you, like Manolo's talk, it like feels like the other person on the phone wants to listen, eh? 100%. So then you can just go. When, yeah. when it feels like somebody wants to listen. Yeah, we're both invested. You and go. Then, and then you can, our conversations always end the same right. way. Is we're both ready to hang up at the same time right. because you can hear both of us ran out of shit. Right, right, right. It's like I can tell that he's just kind of listening. Right. And I'm like, now I'm just kind of listening. And right. then I'll just be like, all right. All right. What we'll the, talk what's, to you soon. We'll talk, yeah, yeah let's go live some life. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. All right. Let me ask this question. I've never asked this question before. Uh, maybe it's a nice little closing the thing. But how, when you like leave the house and walk out into the world with your body language and with the words you say, how do you want to, you know, communicate to the world? How do you, what do you want people to pick up when they look at your body language? What That's do you want to pick up? What, what do you want people to pick up when they get to talk to you? Um, I guess it's like, that's a tough question, but I, <laughs> I guess you don't really think about it. When you're right. Doing it, right. Right. But it's like, um, I guess if I had to think about it, it's confidence. Right. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of, being doing stand up, yeah, um, being a whore, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stand up whore, yeah, 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 yeah. stand up hoeing, oh, yeah, um, being a chef, like, <laughs> whatever yeah, else I guy, do, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. That, all the shit I've done is like you gotta be a confident kind of like 
loud guy, fun guy. I'd like to be the fun guy. Right. Too, is like, I think that's the main thing. It's like, I want, even even when I'm sober, it's like, oh, in my head, it's like, I want people to be like, oh, Steve's coming. This guy's fun. Good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah, when you know somebody's going to be there, you're like, that's going to be fun. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. And that's a, a, almost like, as I'm older now, it's like you pick and choose where you go. Right. And you go kind of off of who's going to be there. Right. And like, it's like, you see that one guy, and like, fuck yeah, I could talk to that guy. Even I'll if go. everyone else sucks, it's like, yeah. I know I can I talk, talk to that talk to that person for a night. Yeah, and I'll be good. Yeah. And I want to be that guy. Absolutely. Amazing. Perfect. Yo, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Appreciate dude. it, brother. There it is. There it was. You watched it. You listened. That was my conversation with Steerdat. I got a lot. I really... What I, a big point he made about trauma bonding that you could see, you could hear it, that yeah, that really, yeah, just, you know, share, but bonding over trauma might not be the best. And it's good to see his recovery and his journey and how he's like communicating and has people like his uh, friend, our friend Manolis to communicate with. though always have someone there and it's good that he's got this girl in his life that's willing to drive two and a half hours for him so he knows and uh yeah so that was good and then just uh sitting down and talk to him about you know life and journey and same thing i just said but the trauma bonding that really yeah made me think and then i also realized about myself i think i'm trying to be too aggressive as a listener you know i i'm just like right 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 and I knew that, I didn't want to mention that first in case you didn't pick it up, but I'm, I think when I do these interviews, like I want to listen and listen, but I, I can just, yeah, head nod, but just let them speak and that'll help me, I think, just, you know, being a listener, but I think you can be an overly aggressive listener, and that's something I picked up for myself during that episode. But again, thank you, uh, Steve, for that uh, conversation, uh, opening up your place, setting up the studio, had the two clowns, it looked, uh, I liked it, it looked good, and so now, you know what time it is, it's story time, here's the story kind of going along what I talked about in the episode, my DUI, so, I got my DUI, man, I was probably, what the hell, I was like 19, and so I was drinking at a bar and I grew up in a small town outside of the town where you drank in. So it was like a 15 minute drive, just one straight highway and no cabs. Like they, they had kind of something around Christmas, like, you know, it was called Rudolph or something. Red, no Red Nose, something like that, where you call people, they drive your car for you. But there was no like cabs, there was no like transit. So to go in, to the, you know, to the club, you would be driving, and, you know, you young and dumb, and, you know, you try to be like, yo, I'll just DD today, and we would go back and forth, me and a couple buddies, like, yo, you DD, you, you drive to this time, you drive this time, but this was like, the, this was the, those young 18-year-old going out, it was, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like, Sunday, it was a day. You go out, so we were going out all the time, you know, and yeah, and then you're there at the bar, you're 18 years old, people are partying, drinking, you know, you're, this is out of town, so there's new people, you're making new friends, there's new girls, there's new, you know, everything, and just to not drink was just like, felt, you know, but no excuse, yeah, well, that is an excuse, that's an excuse, so take it or leave it good or not but so the end drink so uh one time i was at a bar and you and it's one of the things you do enough you think you're invincible and you and then all of a sudden you know something horrible can happen but luckily nothing has but it has happened and again we've grown we 31 now we don't condone that shit but so enough of the pain you know you get what i'm saying i drank and drove now i'm better you get and it's bad. You get you get it. So, 19 hours you know, starts probably like a Wednesday, and my the bar is here, and then my house is like around the corner, like not around the corner where you could have walked. Maybe I could have walked. 
or maybe I was coming from something else and ended up there and like I was just like boom you could I could have made it so I get in the car and I'm drunk like I'm spending this is the night I'm spending money right I'm going to the ATM machine like crazy so I go and I'm driving and I think I don't know if I was feeling some type of way maybe I, I was just driving fast or you know swerving but it was on a popular street whoop whoop cop lights come on and like an idiot like a straight idiot I speed up and I try to outrun I try to like go and get you know around like I know my house is like I gotta turn this corner so maybe I'll lose them and I start speeding away so I like boom I get so I uh, also I just heard this but this wasn't what I was getting at but I just heard uh, uh, somebody said this like uh, that their buddy was a cop they were talk talking to the buddy who bought a cop like sometime if you are doing it and the cop is coming like after you drive home as fast as you can if you can get there before them park and then run into your house and then just start like chugging a beer or a drink anything just hell they could just take it straight back from the bottle and then I guess whatever they can't prove that you were drinking on the road but they were drinking at home but yeah still you out you know they had the lights on and you drove off so they could probably get they can get you on something but maybe they don't get you on that so I drive boom around uh, corner I get into like the driveway of the house I jump out cops right there on top of me handcuff behind the back you know throws me in the back I go I live here you know I live here and he goes to the house my roommates at the time like yeah they even like the car was there but they still towed it away you still got to pay the five hundred dollars to get your car out so that was the first time so yeah so that was the time and then yeah they took me to the drunk tank and I was shivering cold they gave me my hoodie man and uh, just a horrible just you know never want to be in that position again but then again a couple months go by you know I get the car out and stuff but again this is a small town and young and dumb man I pleaded on that but still you should know better but now nah, I just I just I'm just I'm just the dummy I'll just own up to it I'm just the dummy all right so I uh, didn't have the license but I had the car back now but again, you're not getting anywhere without a car. You're not doing nothing. So I was driving and, and I, you know, I, I would have like, and we'd go to the bar again with some friends and I'd have like a sip, but I wouldn't go hard. And I was driving and this was a winter day. So I was driving a house and I drove and then I guess the cop says the car swerved a little bit. I don't think so. I think he's just pulling us over, right? But boom, he pulled us over and he goes, yo, Where's your license? And I'm like, man, I ain't got it. And then he goes, all right, I need to breastalize you. So he goes, boom. And then this is like, I pulled up like in front of the house where all the friends were meeting. So now they're all looking and stuff. And then he got to breastalize me. So he, and it comes back like non-readable. Like, I don't know. Doesn't say nothing like you might have, but it's not enough, right? Then impound my car again. Cop gives me a ride home. And, you know, I'm sure he's giving me a speech, but I like, I know, I know. And then I had to pay 500 again to get my car out. So, boom. Uh, and then it's in the newspaper. My mom calls me. That's the worst. That's the worst feeling when you got, like, do something like that and your mom calls. And, yeah, she goes, oh, they got my age wrong. They said I was 29 at the time. So she thought maybe it's another Michael Moore's, but she knew, you know. And so then the car came out. So then I was like, damn. And I was like, you know what? This sucks. So but when I, so I had my license suspended for a while. I had to go to court. I had to go to court and st stood there just like, man, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happens. But I was just standing there. And the judge just went through a whole speech. But it was like, it was peanuts, you know, uh, Charlie. Brown's teacher won't won't like he I was sweating I was just like man what's the thing like the prosecutor just like no I don't want to do something I was like damn prosecutors hate prosecutors and 
the judge goes through a good speed. You got a good future ahead of you. You know, be smart. You know, don't. And so, then in that moment, right, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm. And then it was in that moment, standing there, a judge kind of saying, you got a bright future. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, you know, don't want to be stupid. I'm around here. We just drinking. I didn't even think that. This is on retrospect. This, that never went through my mind when I was saying, but, but I was like, but, the, but I moved out to Vancouver, like, shortly after that. And then for, like, a year and a bit, I came back to Alberta. And when I came back to Alberta, then my license, I, it was, the suspension was over. So it was nice to go go somewhere where you don't need a car like Vancouver, Toronto, somewhere and then, you know, didn't need a car there, license and then came back, got the license, had to get the blow box on it. So I had the blow box for a couple uh some time. Had to blow into that every time driving. I always remember driving to work one day and uh a coworker was walking down the sidewalk, but he goes, Yo Moose, I see you driving you were uh, you drinking out of some weird juice box and I was like nah not a juice box some blow thing so I got that and then boom eventually you know paid over fines and then you know and then you go and then I went and got my license back you know when it did but then they and it just it's just never worth it you know everything yeah never worth it for your life or just the money you gotta pay or just you know so and then sometimes you go you go to the like the like DMV the car place and you're like and they're like oh, I don't want to get my license they're like all right it's seventy dollars for this and then there's two hundred dollars and you're like what's that for and it's just like just because just because you want your license back we know you want it back so you gotta pay us two hundred bucks because we won't charge you that and we're not gonna let you you know do your test without it. But that's it. But now I'm out here in Ontario. Got my full G. Got my license out here now. Yeah. So that so on the whole license thing. So I got there's like the classes, right? The one before and then the full one. So wherever, you, whatever province you in. So Alberta, I just got the one before, right? Uh, when I after the DUI, I got the one before. So then that when I got back, that moved out to Ontario. Went to the place, got the one before, but they're like, they transferred over, but they said you still. So then I went to Ontario, got my full G. So now we back licenses, we driving responsibly. Thanks for listening to this episode.